Hi, welcome to the third episode of the Mind Nation podcast. Mind Nation is a mental health care company with a goal of happier and healthier employees by partnering with like-minded organizations just like yours to provide holistic wellness for its valued teams. I am Danny, and I'm the Senior Marketing Officer of Mind Nation. In this episode, we are going to talk about sleep. When was the last time you had a full and uninterrupted eight hours of sleep? As we live in a fast-paced world, we often forget the value of resting and dozing off. So here with us today is psychologist Novi Palarisan, and he will help us understand why sleep is your superpower. Hi, Novi. Hi, Danny. Hi. So did you get an uninterrupted eight hours of sleep <laughs> last night? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, same. Um, I think what really helps with me is working out and, you know, having this routine of not looking at my social media accounts before I go to bed. But I think we'll, we're going to talk about that more later on on sleep hygiene, right? So, you know, it is almost normal for us to skip sleep because we mistake it for productivity. So, you know, everyone's busy and playing catch up with work personal lives, and everything else in between. So, you know, my first question, Novi, is are we really more productive when we lose sleep? Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting question, Danny. I guess in my experience and with my exposure to different people, I would see that in this present generation, there is a sleep crisis, as you mentioned, playing catch up with work, personal lives, and everything else in between. And with people becoming busy with everything, they forgot and neglect a quality sleep. Usually, most people equate losing sleep with having more time to enjoy the day or getting things done. Sadly, Mm -hmm. when we are sleep-deprived, we enjoy the day less. And the result of that is we are so unfocused that we are much slower in getting things done. Without a good sleep, a person may notice that he or she is not able to think clearly or Mm -hmm. react as quickly. A person may also be sensible, moody, or irritable, which can affect how well one gets along with others. Basically, sleep deprivation can leave us a feeling of tired, less creative, and make mm. it more difficult to stay focused on important projects. Um, sacrificing sleep for work, as you mentioned, then working more to make up for the lost productivity can become an exhausting cycle. Yes. This cycle is very, that's not good for our mental health. So when we lose sleep, we become ineffective in our daily functioning and not with what mentioned, uh, we are becoming productive. Yes, wow, that's interesting. You know, you mentioned sleep crisis. So can we talk about more about sleep crisis? What does this mean? Is this a generational thing, you know, with millennials, you know, or um, can you talk about more about it? Yeah, sleep crisis. This is a crisis that we are going through right now because of social media, mm-hmm. um, because also of the pandemic. Lack of sleep has shown a lot of negative effects to our body, to our well-being, and all that. And research would 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 
look into the negativity or the negative effects mm-hmm. of not having a good sleep and it becomes a crisis because many are suffering from sleep deprivation uh, sleeping disorders mm-hmm. and all that so just like any crisis uh, people need some help and that's why as mentioned the topic is sleep is our superpower and yes. this sleep crisis culture has been there for ages of for generation like the teenagers and adults early adults who are into their careers and trying to establish themselves so yes. they neglect sleep in order to work harder and mm-hmm. to looking into the perspective that uh, they can regain sleep or they can pay sleep mm-hmm. and the effect of that is negative to their well-being Okay, so do you think the COVID-19 pandemic worsened our sleep crisis? I would say yes, because the work from home setup, mm-hmm. working from home setup has lead us to not identify ourselves with, is it work or is it home? The boundaries were limitless already. Mm-hmm. We don't know our boundary as to the time we are going to work and as the time that we're going to sleep or yes. or at home basically our personal lives has been included by work already because of the current setup and this creates a crisis in our mental health and our well-being so given this work from home setup in the middle of a pandemic and you know you said that this has worsened our sleep crisis how do you think our listeners can adjust or cope with this in order for them to get you know good sleeping patterns and healthy sleeping practices mm-hmm. getting enough sleep at at any either day or night helps mm-hmm. uh, protect our mental health physical health quality of life and safety Uh, I would say uh, the tips in order to have or to achieve that quality sleep is uh, one, create a routine. Yeah. That's very important. So this is in the work from home setup, right? Yeah. Create a routine uh, and stick to that routine. Uh, Create a routine that is fitted and suited for you. A routine mm-hmm. on weekdays and a routine on your day offs. That's yes. very important because from there, you're able to create a boundary. Mm-hmm. And you create a plan as well. So routine is very important. The second is self-care. Self-care mm-hmm. is very important because it's giving time for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been working so hard for the company and you've been working so hard for other people, I guess. Because these are your motivations in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we forgot to think for ourselves or we, we, we tend to, to, to give attention and love and care for ourselves that to the point that we're losing ourselves in the process of trying to achieve a lot of goals. And mm-hmm. self-care, self-care is very important. Um, one example of self-care is having that good sleep. Uh, the seven to eight hour of sleep, uh, your hobbies, uh, writing goals, gratitude journals, and all that. And 
the last tip I would say in order to prevent this crisis is uh, live a healthy lifestyle, like eating good, uh, healthy fruits, uh, healthy foods, avoid um, caffeinated cola, mm-hmm. all that that is not good for our body and that can disrupt our sleeping pattern. I see. That's Those are very helpful tips, you know, to our listeners and even to me um, because, you know, we also, I also have a work from home setup. Do you think it will also be helpful if, you know, we designate a work area at home and not work in our bedrooms, you know, to make the distinction between work and dress? Definitely. A boundary, as I said earlier, is very important. I, a designated area or a work mm-hmm. setting a work set up or a space allocated for work is very important. It gives some sort of conditioning to the person working that when he or she is that in certain area, he or she is working and after passing through that area, there's also a yes. conditioning na he or she is done with work and he can do or she can do what is supposedly should be done in home and all that. That's true. Okay. You know, Novi, let's go a little back to basics right now. Since you talked about sleep deprivation and sleep crisis, especially now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, now can you take us through the health benefits of a good sleeping pattern? For example, how many hours should an individual sleep based on their age? Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefits mm-hmm. would probably, it can boost your immune system. It can prevent from weight gain. Mm-hmm. Sleep can also strengthen your heart. Better sleep means better mood. Yes. Uh, sleeping can also increase productivity. Sleep can decrease daily performance and sleep improves memory. Uh, for the recommended sleep number of hours, uh, according to studies, most adults need seven to nine hours. And for 18 to 60 years old, at least seven hours per night, the, yes. the average for 61 to 64 years old, seven to nine hours per night. It depends uh, in, in what developmental stage a person is. So basically, if we're talking about adults here, at least seven hours per night, uninterrupted seven hours sleep. Yes. Yes, that's what I always hear with, you know, psychologists and therapists, you know, like at least seven hours of sleep. Do you think it will also help stabilize the mood of those people who are diagnosed with mental illnesses? Probably. Uh, one of the manifestations of disorders is the sleep. Mm. How a person, what is the person's pattern in terms mm-hmm. of sleeping? That's one of the symptoms and manifestations that one should look into. And I, I guess with proper sleep, it helps their mental health and yes. it, it lessens the negative manifestations of their behavior. Yes, that's true. So, you know, we talked about a while ago having a busy lifestyle and, you know, catching, playing catch up with life. So aside from the need to keep up with a busy lifestyle, like, you know, most millennials do nowadays, what do you think are other factors that contribute to lack of sleep? Mm-hmm. Uh, one is illness mm-hmm. like if a person is having physical pain or having a flu that can that can be a contribu- that can be a factor 
for uh, and contribute to lack of sleep. Second is sleeping disorders uh, like insomnia, sleep apnea, snoring, and a lot of sleeping disorders that can affect uh, or the lack of, contribute to lack of sleep. Another is stress, family obligations, um, traumatic events. Uh, these are things that also contribute to lack of sleep. Uh, another important to look into is the poor sleep hygiene, personal habits such as drinking coffee in the hours leading to bedtime, smoking cigarettes, uh, failing to manage stress. Mm -hmm. uh, this could um, affect our sleep. Poor sleeping environment also. Uh, that's why it's very important that you keep your bedroom conducive for sleeping. Yes. Uh, another also is work schedules. Uh, too much working, working long hours may inhibit a person's ability to sleep. And a study also would say certain medications. So it's better to consult your doctor if you mm -hmm. are, if your sleep is affected by certain medications that you take. Um, yes. With, and most importantly, lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. uh, number of hours you watch television, uh, you do social media, uh, your personal choices, they can add up to some serious sleep deprivation. And if it alarm still goes off and in the next morning, then that could also affect your sleeping pattern. Yes. You know, you mentioned a while ago sleeping disorders like sleep apnea and other illnesses. What are the causes of sleeping disorder? Sleeping disorder, uh, most probably, it's not good to self-diagnose. You have to identify the causes and to, to really look into the symptoms. Uh, but most common among sleep disorders is stress. Uh, mm. Family stress, uh, personal, love life, relationships, uh, mm -hmm. career low self-esteem, too much expectations, these are stresses that one should be able to manage in order to prevent uh, sleep disorders. Another as well is if a person is already suffering from mental health disorders like mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, bipolar disorders, or anything, mood disorders in general, mm -hmm. uh, they are also a factor or a common cause of insomnia. Uh, there's also some neurological problems and other physical illnesses and pain that a person is going to suffer that causes a sleep disorder. So for our listeners who might be, you know, experiencing some symptoms of sleep disorders, for example, they're really having a hard time sleeping, to what kind of doctor should they go? Can they go to a psychologist like you, Novi? Uh, yes, they can. If there are other manifestations, behavioral manifestations, they can go to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and they can also go to their doctors, uh, sleep doctors, if it's mm -hmm. in the US, there are a lot of sleep doctors there. But they can always go to, they can always have consultations, especially with my nation, yes, to look into definitely. details. Uh, and please, and to prevent self-diagnosis. Sometimes people had problems with differential diagnosis, looking into, looking into certain symptoms, like they thought it's already insomnia, but mm -hmm. it's not really, it's just stress, or sometimes it's, they thought it's a simple stress, but, but 
if we look at it deeply, it's more complicated. So yes. it's better that they seek professional help, do not do self-diagnosis because it can create harm. And that's why yes. it's important that they consult us, for example, the My Nation, mm-hmm. to be able to have insight on the things that they are going through. Yes. You, you know, if you want to get to know more about these sleeping disorders or you want to consult a psychologist or a well-being coach, you can reach us, just like what Novi said, through our Facebook page, you know, the Mind Nation Facebook page. Also, Novi, I think it is also a factor that not everyone has a regular 9-to-5 job schedule, right? Like, for example, call center agents or other who work on the night shift. Like, for example, when I used to be a journalist, I used to work on the night shift. And my dilemma before was trying to sleep as much as I could in the morning. But I would find myself sleeping just 4 hours, 5 hours in the daytime. So do you think sleeping in the morning is as good as sleeping at night? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question, Dan. I think developmentally, we are wired to wake up during day and to sleep yes. at night. A good daytime sleep is possible, especially with us, me. I work night shift as well, doing counseling mm-hmm. during evenings. And that said, it is possible to retrain your body to sleep during the day and stay awake during night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it takes a lot of retraining, proper training. Um, mm-hmm. One can begin to have the training as long as one is able to have that uh, balance and discipline to really achieve uh, quality sleep. I can say that it's really good or it, it has an equal weight. Mm-hmm. Because studies would say that it has more benefit when you sleep at night. Yes. But true. there are a lot of studies as well that as long as you have that balance, healthy lifestyle, proper routine, self-care, and all that, uh, most importantly, proper discipline, you can mm-hmm. also achieve a quality sleep during daytime. You know, um, when I was also researching about sleep, and when I came across, you know, the people who are working on night shifts, I found this thing called shift disorder. There is such thing. So can you please explain to us what shift disorder is? Um, shift disorder is the symptoms of this are the following. One, there's mm-hmm. a fatigue. Second mm-hmm. is this difficulty paying attention or concentrating. Second is there is a memory impairment. Fourth is there is a mood disturbance or irritability. Fifth is there is an excessive daytime sleepiness. Uh, There's also, people are also suffering from hyperactivity, impulsivity, aggression, and other Mm -hmm. behavioral problems. And there is a reduced motivation, energy, or initiative. Uh, Shift work affects people because of different shifts. Or work at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, in my... I'm not so familiar with this, but I, I, I think that it the shift work disorder is your behavioral or your behavioral pattern during your shift and with work that is not the normal 
I I I I don't want to turn yes, it as yes. that na normal. Uh, when you're you when you are not on those daytime, the usual day work. Yeah. Uh, you you have this uh disorder or the shift yes. work disorder or you have this manifestation. But you know, as I've said, it's not that you are in the night shift. You also have this kind of disorder. There mm-hmm. are a lot of things to consider. Uh, work experiences, mm-hmm. personal experiences, traumatic events that lead you to have this disorder. And it's mm-hmm. very important, again, to not self-diagnose and to to seek professional help, to have insight on, those, on these things. Because with all the things that is happening now and with the emerging disorders and negative behavioral pattern, uh, it would be very difficult for person who has uh, who have no experience about mental health mm-hmm. practice to identify oneself with a certain disorder but yeah yeah, yeah that is uh, happening i have also a lot of friends telling me that they have this shift work disorder mm-hmm. and uh, i would like to look into some manifestations behavior symptoms to mm-hmm. really get insight on what they're going through at the end yes. of the day as a mental health professional. My goal here is to help them. Uh, if they are going through something or they are into a difficult phase, mm-hmm. it's very important to be with them or just simply listening to them in order to lessen mm-hmm. or to, 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 to lessen these uh, symptoms. And just to help them feel that they have someone who is with them in their yes. difficult times. Okay. Thank you for that, Novi. Um, that's true. It's really difficult, you know, to work on an, on a night shift because my problem before was even though I would have five to six hours of sleep in the morning, I would still feel tired, exhausted, and burnt out. So I think it's really important to catch up on sleep. And speaking of catching up on sleep, how do we catch up on our sleep debt? You know, do you think there are techniques like having an accumulative number of nap hours? Because, you know, I heard from some people that napping is a way to catch up on lost sleep. Yeah, there are. Uh, nap is one technique to be able to catch up on our sleep debt. Uh, there are a lot of research about it. Uh, many would say that five-minute nap is okay. Other would say it's a 30-minute nap or an hour nap. But um, according to my research, five-minute nap is too short. Mm-hmm. One hour or 30 minutes is longer and it gives the body yes. that not healthy sleep uh, effect. And... Given these considerations, uh, the best nap length in most situations is one that is not too long, but not also too short. Mm-hmm. That sleep inertia, of course, uh, according to studies, uh, lasting 10 to 20 minutes are considered the ideal length, and they are sometimes referred. Minutes. Yeah, and they are also referred to as power naps because they provide uh, recovery benefits without leaving the napper feeling sleepy afterwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to our listeners, that's a very helpful tip, you know, 
10 to 20 minutes of nap time, you know, or what you call power nap. So I'll take note of that, Novi, as well, you know, especially um, midday when you're too tired and you still have a lot of work to do. So 10 to 20 minutes. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. So now let us talk about good sleep hygiene. You know, um, I was thinking that having a good sleep hygiene requires a routine. Am I correct? And Yes. Yes. So what are your tips, rather, for healthy sleeping? Uh, my tips is this is for people who are working night shift so that they could mm-hmm. develop this sleep hygiene. One is avoid stimulants before bedtime. Okay. If you're working nights and need to sleep from morning until afternoon, try to avoid caffeine after the first part of your shift. Uh, so basically, you do it on the first part. Mm-hmm. Second is avoid light. Exposure to light oh. might make it more challenging to fall asleep. Uh, you can wear sunglasses on your way home from your shift to avoid sunlight or light. Uh, also avoid prolonged use of uh, screens like cell phones, uh, TV, televisions before bedtime. Uh, reduce light by hanging room darkening shades on the windows or wearing an eye mask. Or you can cover the windows with thick uh, curtains you can also another tip would be create a quiet environment uh, remove sound distractions by turning off electronics or wearing earplugs ask others in your home to be as quiet as possible while you try to sleep you can also listen to calm music, uh, guided meditations before mm-hmm. going to sleep uh, take a naps as i mentioned earlier it's very important Uh, And aim to limit shift changes with the BPO industry. In the BPO industry, uh, sometimes the shift is uh, changing, continuously Mm -hmm. changing. So try to limit shift changes. And frequently changing shifts will prevent your body from adjusting. It's the adjusting part that makes a person difficult to sleep. So try to change that in order to develop a healthy sleeping pattern and make healthy lifestyle choice like include physical activity in your daily routine Mm -hmm. then work out after you wake up rather than before you go to sleep and don't use nicotine or alcohol before bedtime oh okay that those are very helpful tips you know like avoiding sunlight um um, avoiding caffeinated drinks. You know, aside from veering away from caffeine before sleeping, what are other foods that we should avoid to have a good sleeping pattern? Does food play a role in this? Yes. Uh, data shows that eating less fiber Ooh. or more saturated fat and more sugar throughout the day is linked to high, lighter, less restorative sleep. So there are, in one study, researchers tracked diet and sleep for a group of healthy adults and it found out that food choices did affect sleep. Uh, There are fruits here and vegetables that uh, can help you sleep Mm -hmm. better. Uh, One is the cherries, bananas, pineapples, orange, avocados, lettuce, uh, tomatoes. On the other hand, uh, the, the foods that one should avoid is one is chocolate, 
because it has high levels of caffeine and chocolate mm-hmm. and make it poor choice for late night snacking so it's not recommended mm-hmm. another is cheese also it's considered a comfort food and it's actually one of the worst foods to eat before bedtime mm-hmm. uh, ice cream crepes cherries and rohan these are uh, fruits and vegetables that one should avoid in order to sleep mm-hmm. better wow so basically we should eat healthy right Correct. And, and vitamins as well. Oh, okay. That's that makes sense. So for for everyone who's listening, Novi gave a list of food, vegetables, fruits that we get that can help us sleep better. Those are very helpful. Thank you, Novi. And now since we started this podcast episode, you know, talking about a busy lifestyle or burnout, you know, a lot of people are so burnt out and overworked because they feel guilty when they rest. Do you have any advice for people who feel bad for resting or sleeping, Novi? Uh, I would always say this in my practice as a psychologist and with my clients are complaining about sleep mm-hmm. and that they are not getting enough sleep. But giving your body a good sleep is self-care. It, yes. Sometimes it all boils down to self-care. Self-care is... The way in which we care for our mental, emotional, and physical health. Practicing a good sleep, I guess, is an action-oriented way that we can show ourselves self-love. Among all those things I've mentioned, it is one of the great motivation mm-hmm. that we are giving ourselves with. Uh, self-love is exactly what it sounds like, loving yourself. Uh, if you love yourself, or if you love your job, if you love your personal lives, your relationships, and all that, it means loving all aspects of yourself mm-hmm. wow. by accepting also your flaws, your weaknesses, the things you don't like, and holding to high standards for your own well-being and happiness. And it's always related to sleep because sometimes we have high expectations for our sleep. Mm-hmm. We also have our weaknesses in terms of our sleeping patterns. And my advice is always to practice self-care, self-love, and mm-hmm. give your body the rest it deserves. Self-love doesn't make you selfish or narcissistic. Yes. It just means that you own, you won't settle for less than you deserve. And you deserve to rest because mm-hmm. you understand and respect your own needs, your body perhaps. And practicing self-care and self-love often just means extending the same respect and care you have for others to yourself. Basically, if you love others and if you respect others, you should also respect yourself. Um, I would always also say that working self-care, including a good sleep into your routine, is would be achievable if you make uh, small actions. And yes you can also do or you can also achieve good sleep if you are self-kind to your body, to yourself. And yes. again, giving self-love. And more importantly, it's giving humanity to everybody because wow. you cannot function well as a person, as a brother, as a sister, or any roles that you're playing if you are not giving yes. that self-love, the good sleep to your body, to wow. yourself. That's very beautiful. You know, what I picked up from there really is sleep is a form of self-love. 
And I get what you say that you cannot take care of everyone around you if you do not take care of yourself. Like the famous, you know, saying that you cannot give what you do not have. And because of what you said, I think it is safe to say that sleep is very productive. It is, you know, intentional. Like for me, for example, I make it a point to really take care of myself, to take my day off seriously, to like what you said a while ago, to enjoy my hobbies, to rest well, because it makes me extra more efficient and productive at work. So Novi, finally, for my last question, why do you think sleep is a superpower? Uh, going back to the insight, I would also think that it's an obligation instead of a privilege. Wow. We are obligated to give that to our bed. It's like paying our debt or, or planning for our future. So mm-hmm. that's an obligation. Uh, always remember that one. And when it's an obligation, you need to pay that. Uh, going back to the sleep as a super is a superpower. I think getting or I, I believe uh, research would tell this: getting enough sleep is essential for helping or for making oneself maintain optimal health and well-being. Mm-hmm. What and comes to our health, sleep is as vital as regular sleep and eating a balanced diet. Sleep is vital but it is often neglected. Mm-hmm. Component of every person's overall health and well-being, sleep is important because it enables the body to repair and be fit and ready for another day. Yes. And again, research suggests how much we sleep is uh, linked to our overall happiness. So there's, there's a link between sleep and happiness. When we're sleep-deprived, our risk for depression increases and we're more likely to experience higher stress level, aside from all the physical illnesses that we may suffer. So mm-hmm. I, I was just into the psychological part, the overall happiness. Yeah. Uh, more sleep means a happier career and personal life. Wow. Again, self-care is important because prioritizing sleep is giving our body that self-love. And ooh, I think the most common issues when I talk to my clients and all these people is issues about love. Issues about love for our parents, issues about love for people around us, uh, mm-hmm. mistrust, uh, issues about trust to our relationships because of betrayal and third party and all that. But yes. often, when we contextualize of everything about it, it boils down to your body, the, the person you are. Yes. And when you don't have that sleep, you don't also have that superpower because you're not able to love yourself. And in the end, you're not able to love others. Wow. Yes. That's very profound and very beautiful, you know, Novi. And I've learned a lot. Like, for example, let me just enumerate my learnings. You know, I loved what you said that sleep is linked to our overall happiness. It is linked how we perform in our careers, our relationships, and sleep is a form of self-love. And I also liked what you said early on that we should not self-diagnose with sleep disorders. So we should seek help from professionals like you And one great reminder also was having a power nap to catch up on our sleep debt. That would be 10 to 20 minutes of napping. And, you know, thank you for also giving us tips and practical strategies on 
how to maintain a good sleep hygiene for those people who work on night shifts. So thank you very much for this wonderful time, Novi. I hope this helps our listeners build better sleep habits from now on. And again, you can reach out to Mind Nation if you have any questions on sleep and overall well-being. Our psychologists and well-being coaches are always here to help 24-7. You can reach or you can book through our Facebook page. Again, thank you very much, Novi. You're welcome, Demi. As yes. Always. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye.